Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of the Todd Herman Show. They call me the Emerald City Exile. The Department of Homeland Security is an illegal agency, and it has partnered illegally with tech platforms. It is 100% fact that they are using these platforms um, to perform censorship. Check out the Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lashes Absurd Truth Podcast. So I read this really great piece from The New Yorker, and this was a piece that I put out uh, last night on Substack because I, 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 like, uh, I like Metallica, and I've always liked Metallica. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of anything after Black Album, although their new song kind of gives me, has speed metal vibes, so I'm, you know, I'm cool with it. I, some people are like, the lyrics, okay, yeah. So I was reading this. It's a really well-written profile of the group, and it's in The New Yorker. And Amanda Petrusich is the, the journalist. It's actually a refreshingly non-political write-up. It's like a traditional music profile. And you can tell that she's a legit fan of the genre. So it was refreshing to read something like this. Now, as I said, I was... I'm still excited that, you know, they're going on tour with Pantera and all this coming up. And I'm even after there was a singular little nugget that was tucked away in this profile. And I want to normally I mean, I I, I think that we need to make sure that we're using our discretion here when we're looking at this stuff and measuring it with thought, because this it was a non-political profile. And I think this was just him. She this wasn't like a, a hit piece and it, and he wasn't say, he said this, I think, more tongue in cheek here. Let me read you the, the paragraph. So she's talking about the, the concert experience, right, of going to see Metallica live. And I've seen them live. In fact, the last time one of the last times I saw them live it has been a while. One of the times I saw them live, I was seven months pregnant with my second son. Very interesting. I know I stayed well away from. Yeah, uh, but they she writes the Metallica experience was not designed to be friendly. Hetfield would sometimes antagonize the audience, growling, hey, any anytime this stuff gets too heavy for you, tough blank. Offstage, the members of Metallica provoked one another, particularly Ulrich and Hetfield. Their complex brotherly dynamic, Hetfield was possessive, Ulrich was demanding, sometimes threatening to overwhelm the band. Hammett said, we would get drunk and just start in. I remember once James got up and pushed Lars, and Lars literally flew across the room. We would see each other and start wrestling. We could be in a room of 20 people, and we'd fixate on each other. No one else mattered. To an extent, writes Petrusich, Metallica thrived on conflict. Hammett says, quote, toxic masculinity has fueled this band. I'm still sitting around saying, okay, I'm going to write a really, really tough uh, kick-ass riff. Just look at my rhetoric there. Tough kick, kick-ass riff. That was his, his quote. He says, it's an aggression that everyone feels, but it was ratcheted up in us. This weird, masculine, macho BS thing, end quote. Now, I said there's going to be anti-cancel culture crusaders out there who are very eager to cancel Metallica, I think, for this quote, even though it's a very minuscule part of a really far-reaching profile on... And the rest of the band, by the way, has always kind of followed Michael Jordan's Republicans buy sneakers too philosophy whenever it comes to talking about politics. I think you need to look at this and consider this too. Hammett's from San Francisco. He's got daddy issues. And I think all of that shapes some of his perspective here. But I also think his comment was more tongue-in-cheek than anything because he didn't, he didn't 
fixate on it. He didn't go back to it. He, it was just a one and done kind of thing. And also, by the way, it's not that far away from what Lars Ulrich said in their uh, the doc on the band, some kind of monster. And it was he was speaking in the context of the band finding difficulty and relating to one another at the time. He didn't so he didn't outright say toxic masculinity, but he touched on this. But however, I don't think that their difficulty in that stemmed from I think it was more from their fear of vulnerability than due to their past trauma than, quote unquote, toxic masculinity, which, by the way, toxic masculinity is such an utterly BS sexist phrase that is promoted by the ambassadors of toxic femininity. And so what Hammett's describing here is dude stuff. That's dude stuff. I mean, heaven help us if aggressive rock riffs are considered toxic. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a tough kick-ass riff. Joan Jett played them. I mean, Nancy Wilson, Nita Strauss, Poison Ivy from the Cramps. I mean, you're telling me she's not tough? I mean, I could sit here and go on and on. I could feed YouTube any number of names and come out with some. And I gave you some examples. Uh, some uh, Susan Tedeschi before it was Tedeschi Trucks. Uh, what about Peggy Jones? I mean, she like the queen mother of guitar, one of the first, if not the first woman who was actually in a rock band, who, who holding her own, telling me she couldn't play a kick-ass riff or Bonnie Raitt. I mean, you get the point. To me, it seems true that if someone thinks that a heavy riff, whether it's rock or metal, whatever, is in general a masculine thing, then the issue is with that person's own perspective and not with masculinity. Because the toxicity here is the brainwashing of men into believing that basic dude behavior is toxic, yet it gives a pass to females for their own little brand of toxicity. I... I do not want to see third wave feminism that brought us the men who were taking over women's sports now trying to eliminate rock or metal and neutering the genre into what I wrote a tasteless auto tune amalgam of power chord pop unicism. Nobody wants that. So play loud, play heavy and never apologize for it. That's my advice. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. Man, today is so weird. It's such a weird day. I don't know. Amazon recorded its biggest ever. Thanksgiving shopping weekend. I was wondering about this. I was wondering if because they said that stores weren't seeing a lot and I was I was thinking, does that mean Amazon might be? I don't know. They didn't provide a total sales figure, but they said that shoppers generated more than a billion dollars in sales for small businesses in the U.S. Now, I will look 
I, I do like purchasing from small businesses, and they advertise those on Amazon as small businesses, and you get it directly from that business, and you can get made in the USA stuff and all that. I do like that option, and I did actually. I'm, I, can, I can't actually get into it because people listen that I've ordered things for, but you get the idea. Uh, but they said that the top things were Fire TV sticks, AirPods, and Champion clothing. But yeah, they said that it was a pretty big amount of sales. This is sad. Loneliness is on the rise, and it started even before the pandemic, which I think everybody could have told you. Anybody could have told you. Uh, There was a new study that was released, uh, and it was the Media Research Center. Or not media. Sorry, not that. It was a different story. Uh, Census Bureau's American Time Use. They said that a lot of it is maybe it's it's, because you have social media being so dominant. They said that the average American by 2019 was spending only four hours per week with friends a 37 percent decline from 2014 they said a lot of it increased use of social media but they also cited political polarization that is so sad that people would stop i just can't get over that that that's so messed up uh also npr oh tiny violins freezes hiring cuts their budget as fundraising fades by the way i just saw a headline also, right now, uh, that uh, in addition to them, CNN, their their cuts are going to that we had as a headline yesterday. They're going to affect HLN too. Hmm. An entire Thai temple was defrocked after all the monks tested positive for meth. Monk meth sounds like a crazy punk band name. Four monks, including an abbot, all tested positive for meth. They were methed up, and they were sent to a health clinic to undergo drug rehabilitation. And uh, the United Nations and France, I'll save this, they've worked to make sure the baguette is given special status. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Oh, gosh. I can't, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Can can we bring back the Jesus Walks, Kanye? That's Kanye West, who was um, talking with Alex Jones, who actually was able to get more information out of him than the other podcast. But good grief. I... Really? Really? That's just... No, 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 no. There's like a ton more than that. There's a ton more than that. Welcome back to the program. Top of our second hour. And I just don't. (sighs) These kind of interviews, I don't know. What gets me is that. First off, I think that Kanye West is, is being completely exploited. And I think he's also exploiting people. I don't know if he's having like a mental breakdown or what's going on or if this is, you know, uh, I, I, I mean, I just I don't know. This is just so it's so bizarre. That's only one of the things he said. Like, hey, what's some of the other stuff that he was saying? That's like, I, I mean, I, I don't even know if I want to play all of it because he that was just one of the things that he was saying. Why do we have to talk about Hitler? My gosh, why? I mean. Why? Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down. No, 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 no. But they did good things, too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. What? And he's wearing the, he's wearing, I don't know what he has on his head, a sock hat. It's pulled up over his face. Stop dissing the Nazis all the time. 
Yeah, he's going to need it to get away. Um, I didn't even... Why? What do you mean stop dissing on the... Oh, my gosh. Now, I realize there's... Don't sit here. Do not. Do not. I've been doing this for a long time. Do not sit here and be like, oh, but that might be out of context. There is no context in which that... Unless he goes, ah, psych, I'm kidding. Hate on them all the time. You know what I mean? I, I just... Wow. This is identity politics, and what he's doing is leftist. Let's just say it. What he's doing is leftist. I, I only said one thing, because I, what gets me is that everybody was talking about the, the Milo, whatever, and that meeting. Nobody talks about the Sam Bankman Freed. Nobody talks about, you know, the, the Biden connections, anything else. But I, 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 just, I just noticed that a lot of people are seeing what I kind of was warning people about way back. Way back when. You know, your girl's not lying to you. When I say some of these people are grifters and you got to watch out, some people were like, oh, I can't believe that so-and-so changed. No, that's who they always were. People were just lapping it up because they thought that they that it was trendy to do so. They never changed. But I think they, I, I don't know. I just, someone had made the observation that Kanye West went from, if you, I guess, look at this as a step up, being married to Kim Kardashian and having kids with her and having a successful career to slumming it with a couple of losers and hanging out in uh, like an Applebee's and then talking about Nazis. I mean, it does. What is happening here? Golly. I, I don't know. That just it is. It is sad to see this, but there is just no man. There's just no I don't know. I mean, you got to stop dissing the Nazis all the time, he said. What is that even about? And he had said, I don't, I don't know. There's no, I, I don't know, man. I just, can, can we write him off now? Can we write him off now? Can Candace Owens stop taking pictures with him? I'm trying to be Hollywood adjacent. I'm not lying. You know I'm right. Can we, can we stop being so thirsty for any kind of Hollywood justification? Look, just because, look, someone, if someone d- becomes a conservative, that's great. If they realize that this is, you know, they, they realize that limited government is the way to go, that's fine. They can go along and be conservative and be for limited government and join that movement. But that doesn't mean you put them in the decision room. That doesn't mean you put them at the head of the movement to make decisions. <sighs> but that's true. That's one of the problems that conservatives have. Is that they feel like they have to find validation. Not all, but some. And I think it's more Republicans than conservatives. They feel like they got to find validation in whatever celebrity they can get to, you know, co-sign. Good grief. This is just, this is just disastrous. But for real, maybe people can stop like doing stunts and all of that and 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 maybe, you know, focus on actual movement building instead of this stuff. There's just I mean, I I don't want to give no more time to it. This is some of the stupidest stuff I've ever heard. This is nuts. It's nuts. It's inexcusable. And there's no don't be like, oh, there's no I know about context. There's no context in which. You know, stop, stop hating on the Nazis. No, I'd love to hate on them, thank you, because they're socialists. They're, it's, it's a far-left murderous ideology. I'll hate on them six ways to Sunday. This, oh my gosh, this is just wild.
Man, a lot of people are going to be fading into the bushes like that Homer gif, aren't they? Just. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. We keep talking about that wide neck dude from yesterday. I still do not understand how a man like that can have a neck wider than his actual head. But, you know, anyway, a Florida man crashed into of all the places into a fireworks store. And sadly, he was killed, and the entire 5,573-square-foot store was destroyed. Holy wow. Comes from TampaBay.com. A Florida man drove his SUV into a fireworks store. The 53-year-old had rear-ended another vehicle. This was Monday. And it plowed into the shop, and it ignited the rockets, and then it all went crazy. They said that it. one resident said it was wild. I cannot believe how close people were to it as the fireworks were still blowing up. Mortars and stuff like that. So the whole store was destroyed. Uh, the driver's name was not released. They're still investigating the crash. That's sad. Oh, man. Uh, a Florida couple <laughs> were arrested after a fight and then running over a man at a gas station pump, say deputies. This was in Winter Haven. Oh, boy, this couple. They and these stupid pop-up ads. I really feel like your, your site designer needs to be whipped. Uh, Winter Haven, Florida. A man and woman were arrested Tuesday after an alleged fight caught on camera at a gas station broke out. Uh, Polk County deputies said two cars were on opposite sides of the gas pump at the at a Chevron. Jose Torres, 44, was inside the store, and his passenger, uh, 44, was sat inside one of the uh, cars. And he reportedly came out of the store uh, yelling at the man who was in the car opposite his at the pump. And when the man walked across the aisle of the pumps to see what Torres was saying, deputies say that Torres reached into his car, grabbed an aluminum bat, and then began beating the man. And uh, the man was able to block the bat, grab Torres, took him to the ground. Then the girlfriend got out of the car. Torres's girlfriend started swinging the bat at the man. Then the man's girlfriend ran over and stopped her. It was crazy. It was the ballroom blitz at the Chevron. And uh, they left, the both cars left, but ended up at the same intersection. So another verbal altercation happens. And then the officers arrived at the scene. They took them all into custody. I mean, they don't even say what it was over. They just, like, the guy just starts yelling. Like, how does, what is, what what are you you even having that fight for? Uh, A treasure hunter. Can you imagine being this guy? He dug up a $40,000 ring, but he also found the original owner. It's amazing. Metal detecting expert Joseph Cook posted the engagement ring on social media in hopes the owner would respond. How nice was that? He said, I thought it was going to be a nickel. And he uh, dug it up. He said it was about six inches in the ground. It was a beautiful, huge diamond ring worth $40,000. He goes, I didn't even think for a minute about keeping it. He goes, I literally put it in my scooter. I thought, he goes, I, I didn't even know it was that much. He goes, I thought maybe it was worth a grand. And he goes, took it to a jeweler store, had him look at it. And then after he learned of the value, he said something on social media and uh, uh, with some de- with some descriptions for the ring. And then he got the call he was waiting for, a husband who got a tip from his jeweler. He said it was his wife's lost engagement ring. He sent him all the wedding photos to prove it. And it turned out it was legit. And the wife was crying and she was, it's a giant ring. So, man, can you believe it? He said, if you've lost a a ring in Florida, anywhere in Florida, go to my channel. That's what that guy said. Because that's what he does. He says he finds stuff like that all the time. Of course, that was like, you know, a a large one, the pretty sizable ring. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. God rest Rush. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. The Department of Homeland Security is an illegal agency, and it has partnered illegally with tech platforms. It is 100% fact that they are using these platforms um, to perform censorship. It's not in question. They admit it. They even admit that it was illegal, but they keep doing it. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.